We continue our series on the parables of Jesus, and today we come to this one of the parable of the sower. And we'll speak today about formed disciples. We have already spoken about leadership and integrity, and now we come to the importance of study in our lives of disciples. As you follow Jesus, he's also calling us to, to be formed disciples, to be that rich soil so that you may bear much fruit in your life. I just share with you um, a brief testimony, something that I like to do every day. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, days could be kind of long. And so after night prayer, I just go and pray a rosary. And with these cold days, I do it within, inside the church, which is pretty big, St. Mary's. And so I just walk around and it's almost like a mile, I think, from one side to the next. And after, after that, once I am done, I always go back home to go to bed. But I always see one light that is still, still on. And so that's in the library, St. Mary's Library. And so I go and check in St. Mary's Library, and I usually see a study group. And there's four or five uh, students, all of you who are here, and so I will shame you a little bit right now. And this uh, particular study group has many amazing characteristics. They are amazing students. <laughs> they love uh, studying so much that they do it every day until past midnight. It's amazing. They study through a whole day and then they go till past midnight every day. And it's very amazing because they, they're uh, such good students that they don't need to study. <laughs> every time I get there, they are snacking or playing chess or <laughs> just chatting, you know. So there is such a, a, a good group of, st of students right there. Um, and they are so spiritual as, as students that every time I go into the library, they're speaking about theology. And so they're not about engineering or their majors or anything like that, but always theological questions. Uh, the Lord calls us to be well-formed disciples. And that is your main mission these years. You have an amazing possibility. You have been gifted with amazing talents to be a student. And we have our whole lives also as students. Even if we are not in, in college right now, uh, it is very important to keep on forming ourselves so that we may be well-formed disciples. Jesus was a very well-formed person. You can look at his life and it is amazing. And in him, of course, there's two things that came uh, combined. So you could say that there's his divine nature and his human nature. And so he had, uh, you know, those, those two intellects. And so in a sense, he had an infused knowledge that came from, from being God. And also a knowledge that he acquired through the experiences of life in, in a special way. And so those two were intimately connected in an amazing way. And you see his life, and it is amazing the, the, the knowledge of Christ, to be able to read his mind, his teachings and everything. You know, he was able to, to quote prophecies from the Old Testament by memory. He was able to recite whole psalms by heart, as we see on the cross when he recites Psalm 22. Uh, he asked during his whole life 307 questions. 307 questions. He was asked himself 183 questions. And do you know how many he answered? Only three. <laughs> so don't try that in your quizzes. Mm? 
But all the others, he responded with another question. That was his answer, another question. So don't try that either in your exams. <laughs> so you, you can see the, the, the knowledge in the, in the human heart of Jesus, which is amazing. It's something beautiful to contemplate as you read the Gospels to, to see Jesus as, as a very well-formed uh, person. And when he teaches us about um, study and the importance of being well-formed disciples, uh, we can look at the parable of the sower. Because the, virtue, the virtues of a good student, they had to do a lot with the virtues of a sower. And so Jesus knew very well that, uh, that, that job, that work, and he describes it in this parable. And so there's three main virtues of a sower that I believe they're the three main virtues of a good student. And they start with G-P-A. <laughs> So to be a good student, you need a good GPA, no? <laughs> so you can remember. So the first one is a G, a G for generosity. So you can write that down. A good student is someone who is generous. Sowers know about generosity with the seed. A sower in the time of Jesus, of course, we have the machinery that we have right now. Uh, they didn't go, you know, planting every single seed in the, in the holes. You know, they, they would just go and, and spread it out, you know, with, with our hands full of seed, just throw them out, throw them out into the soil. And so you need generosity if you're going to be a sower, you need generosity if you're going to be a student, a well-formed disciple. Uh, generosity that comes in two different ways. In the time you give to studying, in the time you give to your studies and the importance that you give to it, but also the perspective that you have about your studies. Generous in that way, knowing that you have a talent of studying that you need to use in order to serve others. That your study will serve many in the present and in the future. St. John Bosco, whom we are celebrating today and you have it there in, in your worksheets, he said, study to become very rich. So he got it right. Study to become very rich but rich in virtue, because the greatest of all treasures is the holy fear of God. The greatest of all virtues is to love God in this life. So study to become rich, but rich in virtues. So being generous, giving time to study, and being generous with your studies means that you study also to serve others, so that through your knowledge, through, through everything that the Lord has gifted you with, you may serve others in a better way as a formed disciple. The P of uh, GPA is for patience. Patience. A sower needs patience. The sower plants the seed and needs to wait for the rains, needs to wait for the sun, needs to wait for all the things that intervene and come together for everything to, to start um, so, so that he can harvest. And also a student. In study, you cannot obtain immediate results. You know, the results come with time. Knowledge comes with time. The impact that you can have in society comes with time. It's not immediate. Sometimes we can, you know, grow into that temptation of asking ourselves, you know, what is this worth for right now? Like, how can I use it right now? It's like meaningless to be studying all these numbers, all these things, all this, and we can get impatient. It is in the long run that pays off. So stay busy, persevere, stick to it, 
stay with it. Avoid that temptation of, you know, when it becomes hard, I just switch and look for something new. Stick to it, stay with it, and you will see the results in the long run. Also, St. John Bosco said there, Do you want to outwit the devil? Never let him catch you idle. Work, study, pray, and you will be surely overcome, and you will surely overcome your spiritual enemy. So he, he, he also taught us to never be idle. Stay busy. Stick to it. Study. Give time. Be patient, and you will see the results. And the A is for ability. The sower also needs the skills that are needed to know what, what are the good soils, what is the good time of the day uh, to go and plant, and all the things that come into, I don't even know so much about sowing, but uh, so if I was telling parables, I would usually, I, I think I would prefer some different than the ones that Jesus used, but um, he, so, he spoke about the sower, and we know how you need to be skillful, you need the ability for it. So here are for you seven habits of a good student, which you only have three there on your sheet, huh? Yeah, well, I'm sorry about that. Um, <laughs> You will have to write the, 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 other, the other four. So the first habit of a good student is to study to learn, not for the grade. Study to learn, not for the grade. If you study to learn, to learn the material, to master it, you will see that the grades will come with it. When we are under the pressure of the grade and the GPA and, you know, getting into pro school and, and you know, competing with someone else or the grade that you want to get or not lowering your GPA, uh, then you can get very anxious and you actually do worse than you would if you just try to master the material, know what you have to know, and the results will come with that. So study to learn, because those are the things that will stick with you. The grade, yeah, it might give you a moment of joy or two or three, but then you will forget about that. You will forget about that. What will stay with you is what you have learned the habits that you have learned, the, the process of studying. When you study only for the grade, you might do it just the night before. The second one is use your time wisely and study hard. Start with time. Don't procrastinate. Don't leave things for the, for the last minute, for the last moment. Use your class time wisely. I also studied my, my uh, master's here in the U.S., and. And I realized that if you use your class time wisely, you save a lot of time. Pay attention if what is being said is not very meaningful. You know, do more than what you can do there in class and do your homework there in class and use your time wisely and just waste time. You have a lot of time in class, uh, so use it wisely. Mm -hmm. Don't tell your professors that I said that. <laughs> use it for that class, of course, not for, an, for another class or for something else. But Use your time. You don't, don't just sit in or, or waste your time. Pay attention. Uh, uh, do the exercise. Follow them. And you will see that if you learn it in class, it, it becomes a lot easier uh, later. That goes together with the third one, rest well. So study hard and rest well. And I have seen through my own experience and the experience of others that uh, when you don't rest well and when you don't study hard and rest well, then you don't rest when you have to rest, and you rest when you have to be studying, and you study when you have to be resting. And, and 
then you're busy all the time and never have time enough to, to study and accomplish everything. So procrastination is the greatest enemy of resting well. So study hard and the moments that you set apart for studying, make them very intentional. And then rest well so that you can study better when you do it again. In the fourth place, you have learned if you, ha if you can teach it. Mm -hmm. You know that you have learned if you can teach it. So maybe not to someone else, but teach it to yourself. Speak it to yourself. Explain it to yourself. And you will see that that means that you have truly learned because you mastered it. I'm reading the, I read The Life of Fulton Sheen. I just finished. And he, an amazing, amazing man, but a very, a very well-formed person. And he had this TV show that many of you might be familiar with. And so he would prepare like a 40-minute show and he spoke without notes. And he would prepare those programs and in English, of course. And he spoke other, two other languages, uh, French and Spanish. And he would, you know, he had like a French friend and a, a person who spoke Spanish also. And so he would preach or teach them to them in French and in Spanish before he even do it on TV in English. So because he, he, he knew that if he could explain that in another language, then he really mastered the material. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Uh, uh, many of you know other languages, uh, go for it. Mm -hmm. See if you can explain thermodynamics in Spanish or French. <laughs> in the fifth place, do not isolate your studies, do not compartmentalize, but connect knowledge. When you are able to connect knowledge to your experience of life, to the different classes that you have, to, to what our people are studying, our people say, to what you're reading, uh, that means that you really uh, know the materials and that you're really learning and advancing. The truth is always interconnected. And so you can always find connections among the things that you're learning. In the sixth place, do something extra. Challenge yourself. Go beyond what, what is just required. If there's an extra credit, go for it. If there's no extra credit, just do it for yourself. You know? When you have resolved all the problems that were assigned, do one more. Mm -hmm. If it gets too tough, that's okay. Mm -hmm. But do one more. If you, you know, have done your assigned reading, read five more pages. Mm -hmm. Do something extra so that you uh, teach yourself to, to push yourself beyond uh, the minimum required. And that's how you are going to uh, outdo uh, others. That's how you will uh, teach yourself to always do more and strive for, for the best and not just for the minimum required. By the way, what teachers ask is always the minimum that is required for everyone. You can always do more. And finally, talk about it. Mm -hmm. Talk about it. It's very important to foster good conversations. Mm -hmm. As I was saying, maybe not thermodynamics. You know, over lunch, do you want to discuss thermodynamics or uh, enzymes or whatever it is? You know, uh, maybe you don't want to do that. But there's topics that are, are interesting and, and in your households and with your friends. And you can talk about things. Uh, that you have studied and share those and, and share knowledge mm -hmm. so that you go beyond just the level of what happens in your life and the things that you can share and you go into more intellectual level because when you share those you bring your friendship to, to a deeper level with people around you.
and it fosters a more intellectual environment uh, with your friends that will really help you to become a formed disciple. So Jesus was a very well-formed person. He invites us to follow his example. And for that, now you know that you need a good GPA. <laughs> but GPA meaning that generosity, that patience, and that ability of the sower.